So last Sunday, we began uh, looking at prayer. And we began by looking at the model that Jesus gave his disciples. Therefore, Jesus gave us that we know as the Lord's Prayer. Um, We know it as the Lord's Prayer. We also talked about how we are using the word pray, P-R-A-Y, and it stands for pause, rejoice, ask, and yield. And so with the word pray and the Lord's Prayer, we have everything we need to get our prayer life up and going. And we talked about last week that what we want to do, we want to make sure that we make our prayer life easy and enjoyable. And when I say easy, I don't mean to diminish the the, uh, power or the respect that we should have in our prayer life. I simply mean we need to make our prayer life as simple as possible. We don't have to overcomplicate it. We're going to get into a little bit. It's a little bit of what Jesus is talking about in our scripture and about using too many words and going into uh, your, your room and closing the door. We just need to make our prayer life simple and easy. P-R-A-Y, pause, rejoice, ask, yield. And we need to make our prayer life enjoyable. Again, we don't tend to continue doing things that aren't fun. I don't, I don't continue to do things if they're not fun or, or at least enjoyable. And so we need to make our prayer life fun, enjoyable. i tell you what's been fun and enjoyable to me over this past week has been seeing and hearing how many of you have said, hey, I'm trying to pray the Lord's Prayer at noon every day. And it's the word trying. Some of you are, you're trying, right? But that's the point, you're trying. Um, and so, um, and that challenge was to stop every day at noon and simply say the Lord's Prayer. Um, that enjoyment even started before the service ended last week. One of you came up to me uh, after the benediction on, on the way out as you're greeting me, telling me how great my sermon was. Um, <laughs> ha. Um, you stopped, one of you stopped and told me, that you expected me to stop and say the Lord's Prayer before the benediction because it was 12 o'clock. It was noon when we, when we got out of church. And I was like, well, I guess you're right. And so um, that person went ahead and did it right there in the pew. Um, but uh, even though I didn't, you know, they stopped and they said it there. So some of you have shared how you have stopped and you've prayed the Lord's Prayer even though it wasn't the most conducive moment of your day to do so. Even though some people may have thought you looked kind of funny stopping there and praying no matter what you're doing. Um, you've even shared with me how you've, how you've told others about what you're doing and how they're joining in with you. And I just think that's awesome. What a great witness that that is having. So um, that has helped uh, me keep this enjoyable. You know, I've also helped, I've helped some of you create little reminders or whatnot on your phone because uh, you couldn't figure it out um, to, to, to just stop and pray. That's what I got on my phone. It's a, in my calendar, I've got a calendar item that says, Stop and pray, and it reminds me every day at noon to stop and pray. The only day that I have missed, I haven't missed a day, the only days I've missed at noon was uh, I did it, I ended up remembering at 12.30, so I was 30 minutes late. So that's all right, okay? Um, and just let me offer a little bit of sidebar there while I'm on that. It's okay if you missed a day or two. Don't beat yourself up about it. I don't know about you, but we have this tendency when we do things like this, a challenge like this, a New Year's resolution, a goal, whatever, and that we miss a day, right? 
I didn't go to the gym. I, I, I ate that food that I wasn't supposed to eat. I, uh, I did this, and I wasn't supposed to do this. I forgot to do that. And so it messes up. You, you committed to doing 30 days of it, and you missed a day, and you say, well, now it's all gone. No. No. You missed a day. Do it the next day, and then the next, and the next. Don't beat yourself up about it. Keep at it. Keep trying. Don't forget to stop at noon and pray. And, uh, yeah, so don't do that. Um, and I say all that to really say that it has made my prayer life this past week enjoyable, knowing that, that we're doing this thing together. Um, and I've been praying alongside you and you with me, and that's been fun knowing that. Um, and so what we want to do over these next few weeks is to keep it simple. Uh, the Lord's Prayer, the model that Jesus gives us, his disciples, is five verses long and four sentences long in the Gospel of Matthew. That's it. The word pray, P-R-A-Y, four words. Pause, rejoice, ask, and yield is a super easy way to remind us how, how to pray. And so, uh, as we go back, as we continue this series on pray, uh, we're going to be looking this morning at the Gospel of Matthew. We're going to look at chapter 6, verses 5 through 8, Matthew 6, verses 5 through 8. And so, um, as you're able, in honor of the reading of God's Word, would you stand this morning? So Matthew 6, verses 5 through 8. This is before he even gets to teaching us this model of prayer that he wants his disciples, that he wants us to pray. So he says, and when you pray, Jesus says, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they'll be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Hear these words again of Jesus. When you pray, do not be like hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. For me, not only is this a, a cautionary word for how not to pray, I think it's an invitation by Jesus for us to keep our prayers simple. Don't make it complicated. While there is a model given to us from Jesus for how to pray, there isn't a secret formula that magically gets our prayers heard. God simply hears all our prayers. That's it. We don't have to put on a show. We don't have to have fancy, sophisticated words to pray. We just pray. That's it. Keep it simple. We don't have to have a seminary degree to pray. Okay? We don't have to have a title in front of our name to pray. Just pray. Which leads us to the first letter in our word, pray, P-R-A-Y, and that is pause. 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 Some of y'all are just like 
you're itching your pants just for me, like, just continuing to say pause. I said last week that this may be the most difficult part of this model of prayer, the idea of pausing. I don't think most of us are good at pausing. Because frankly, if I'm not mistaken, most of us in this room are human beings, right? I think so. Human beings don't seem to be very good at pausing and stopping and reflecting. The French theologian uh, Blaise Pascal, who also happens to be a mathematician and an inventor, he was like a child prodigy, super smart, is quoted as saying, all of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. All of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. Think about that for a moment. Another way of saying that is to say that we don't take time to just stop and sit. To stop and pause. To stop and pause and reflect. And Pascal lived in the 1600s. Can you imagine what he's be thinking of us in the 21st century? We are busier now than ever. We have no clue what it means to stop and to pause and to stop and to sit quietly in a room alone. We live so frantic and busy lives today. Simply pausing for just a moment can be one of the hardest things we ever have to do. And when we do that, we always think we've paused and stopped longer than we have. So I'm not taking this idea of of pausing lightly. In fact, I'm taking it very seriously. If we want to have an effective prayer life, we must learn to pause. In fact, I want you to hear um, what I'm about to say. The best way to start praying is to stop praying. The best way to start praying is to stop praying. I'm going to say it again. The best way to start praying is to stop praying. Now, before you label me a heretic, before you run out the church door and tell all the community that the preacher told me to stop praying, hear me out. And please don't do that, by the way. That's just not nice. Listen to what Jesus says in verse 6. But when you pray, he's told us everything not to do, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father. Jesus is inviting us to pause. Again, this is before he's given us any words to say, any model of prayer. He tells us, To be still. To go into your room and close the door. You see, to start, we've got to stop. To move forward, we've got to pause. Jesus is inviting us to be still and know that I am God. By going into our rooms and closing our doors, whatever that looks like for you, is an invitation for us to stop and to pause and to be still. Jesus is inviting us that before we start praying, to stop praying. He's inviting us to put down our prayer list and to surrender our own personal agenda. 
Jesus is inviting us to stop talking at God long enough to focus on who God is. Kind of reminds me of when I come home from work sometimes or I come home from a long stretch away. I'm at a conference or I'm at a multi-day meeting and I come home and I open the door. And parents, I don't know if this happens to you or not. And this probably depends on if um, you're the mom or the dad and if you've got um, sons or daughters, if you're stay at home or, or whatever. But, but say I come home from work and the kids haven't seen me all day and I'm immediately met with, Dad, did you get me anything? Dad, my sister isn't sharing with me. Dad, my brother pushed me. Or Dad, we got in trouble because I'm immediately met with requests. I'm immediately met with the recap of sibling drama. There's barely any acknowledgement of my presence besides what I can provide for them. And this doesn't happen all the time, but certainly most of the time it doesn't. And it probably Kristen feels it more than I do. But isn't that what we kind of do with God in our prayers? Before we've taken time to be still, before we've taken time to pause and to simply acknowledge the presence of our Heavenly Father, before we've rejoiced in who He is, we bombard God with all our requests and our petitions. Instead, Jesus invites us to pause, to be still. Notice in our pray model, P-R-A-Y, we pause first, we rejoice second. Our Father, hallowed be your name. Then we ask. For a lot of us, we've got this all out of order. We start with the asking. So how do we do this? How, how, how do we pause in this world that doesn't let us pause or, or where we don't make time to pause? How, what does it look like? I like how Pete Gregg helps us with this. Again, Pete wrote this book called How to Pray, A Simple Guide for Normal People. I really think he's like a simple guide for, for simple people That's because that, that's me. I mean, I just, this book called to me. I'm like, I'm normal, I'm simple, give me something simple. So How to Pray, A Simple Guide for, for Normal People. This is where we get the model of pray, and he describes the practice of centering prayer. And there's four steps to this. And again, not complicated, pretty easy. Relax, breathe, speak, and repeat. Relax, breathe, speak, and repeat. We start by relaxing. We start by going into our room and closing the door, as Jesus says. That may be in your car. That may be at your desk. That may be on the tractor. It may be in your actual room or a closet. It can be anywhere. Just relax. You can kneel. You can raise your hands. You can lay prostrate. You can even dance. Just relax and find a position and a place that's comfortable and meaningful as you approach your Heavenly Father. So relax, then breathe. As you relax, take deep, slow breaths, inhaling the breath of God and then exhaling all the concerns and anxieties that you have in this life. 
In fact, one of the, the common symptoms of anxiety, other forms of stress and worry, some of you may, be, may deal with anxiety or, or worry or stress. One of the symptoms of anxiety can be shallow and erratic breathing, which reduces the oxygen levels in our brains, making worse the very thing that was causing us anxiety and stress and worry and triggers our shallow breathing in the first place. So, just taking a moment just to breathe and to focus on taking a deep breath helps to reverse the vicious cycle and helps us to think more clearly. So relax, breathe, and then speak. I know, now I know that I said in order to start praying, you've got to stop praying. And what I'm about to say is going to sound like I'm contradicting myself, but I'm not. Okay? When I talk about stopping praying before starting praying, I'm really talking about the idea of not rushing to God with all our requests and our petitions and our asks. When we talk about centering prayer and speaking as one of those steps to centering prayer, we're really talking about focusing our minds and removing distractions. So as you relax and, and, and as you breathe, think about speaking a few words of, of prayer with your breathing. For example, when you breathe in, just say, Father in heaven, when you breathe out, hallowed be your name. Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. It can be all kinds of words and phrases, something that means to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Just words of prayer that mean something to you, that get your mind focused, to help remove distractions. And, and you don't necessarily have to focus intently on the words that you're saying. and just They're just words of prayer to help you get focused and to relax and to breathe. And then to finish out your centering prayer, maybe you need to repeat that whole process. Just continue to do those steps over and over again until you kind of have gotten yourself centered and relaxed and you're ready to go before the throne of God. So I offer that model of centering prayer to you to help you uh, pray and to pause before you begin your prayers. But then, there are some of you who we're squirming in your seats as I just did all that. Like, what have I just entered into? Pastor Allen, I can't do that. I can't ever stay still long enough to do any of that mumbo-jumbo kumbaya stuff that you were just doing. How do I pause? How do I do that? Well, there is such a thing as kinetic centering. Thank you very much. That's your $1,000 word for today. It's where we use activity to steal and quiet our minds. Some of us, in fact, almost 50% of us, learn and process information by being active, by doing rather than passively taking stuff in, sitting at a desk. And that doesn't only apply in school or in life, but in our prayers, prayer life as well. Serenity or quietness does not always have to be silent or solitary, or even static. Stillness can be active. In fact, recent medical research has discovered that exercise can be more effective than sitting 
still as a way of uh, calming the brain, diffusing stress, and providing clarity of thought. And here's the thing. We know that Jesus himself often prayed actively. On one occasion, he drew in the sand. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he threw himself on the ground. And he clearly loved to climb because he was always going up a hill to pray. You know he had to work a sweat, and you know that even while he was walking to the spot where he was praying, he was praying. But whether it's centering prayer or actively centering ourselves, before we ever say a word or begin to pray, Jesus gives us all the invitation to simply pause, to take a breath, to be still, to know that he is God. I want to invite you to find out what works for you. Maybe you need to find a quiet place to block out all the distractions of life. Maybe you need to make time to walk or to run or bike or or climb in order to pause before God. Here's an idea. We're all praying the Lord's Prayer, right? Right. Aren't we all doing that? Yes. We're all trying to pray the Lord's Prayer every day at noon. So you maybe this week you've developed somewhat of a routine. It's not quite a habit, but maybe it's in your calendar. What if we just take an extra minute before we offer those words of the Lord's Prayer, we just take a moment to relax, to breathe, to maybe speak some words of prayer, and then begin, Our Father, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Would you join me in doing that? Would you do that with me? Just take a moment before you begin those words, in order to start praying, let's take a moment to stop praying. Just a moment. And you know what? It's almost noon. It's almost noon. So what I'm going to do right now, we're going to do it. Y'all ready? All right. I got my phone. Dang, Alan, you're smooth back there. I see you throwing up the... Look at you. I just threw this on. I've got, a, I, I've got my alarm on my phone for one minute. And I'm going to stop it before the annoying beep starts, okay? We're going to take a minute just to, just to pause. And do whatever you want to do. Breathe, relax, however you want to do. You just mumble, you know, just want to say underneath your breath some words of prayer. We're going to take a minute. And we're going to pause. And after that minute, I'm just going to begin in the Lord's Prayer. And that'll, that'll get us closing out and we'll, we'll close with our closing hymn, okay? Your minute begins now.
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And forgive us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the Son, and the glory forever. Amen.